0: welcome back guys to your team your say here with me today we have Freddie Harper a Steelers fan I never thought you guys probably never thought you'd see me talking to a Steelers fan give it give everyone a heads up Freddie how you doing
1: yeah I'm good um well yeah hope hopefully we'll be smiling better by the end of this coming season
0: fingers crossed mate uh but with the introductions out of the way welcome to Kieran's Corner
1: Kick it, kick, it in, kick it and go, kick it and kick it and zone, go so the go put on so. Kick it and go, I had to kick it, kick it off, and, go. Kick off and go, kick it and go I had to kick it, kick it off.
0: There we are, guys. The brilliant intro made by Mr. Tim Monk himself. But Freddie, we're here to talk about the Steelers. So let's start at the obvious first step. Last season, how do you how do you how are you feeling at week ten, and and how were you feeling after the the playoff game against the Browns?
1: Well, I'll start with preseason and said, but my prediction was that we'd go ten and six, depending on how Ben performed either two wins either side of that so in general 12 and 4 i was very happy with but of course we did go 11 and 0 and then after after that defeat to washington it kind of went on a slippery slope downhill and we never really recovered after apart from a second half comeback against the colts so yeah in general it wasn't great but real realistically the Browns playoff game was a disaster, but we wouldn't have got any further had we beaten the Browns anyway, so it's not the <laughs> Did, end of the world.
0: Yeah, do you do you think the, the downslide really started after the Washington game? Do you think that you maybe underestimated the the Washington football team and, and that co- sort of hit your guys' confidence a little bit down the stretch?
1: I'm not sure we underestimated them because that was the period where we had Um, That Ravens game the week before that got rearranged 300 times in, it just kept getting changed and changed and changed. And then the gap between that and the Washington game became four or five days. And then, of course, Washington's defensive line was one of the surprises of the season. So, yeah, I think that caught us a little bit by surprise and we just never really recovered.
0: Yeah, that Washington defensive line, something we talked about all season, like me, myself, I'm a big fan of Deron Payne and what he can do. So so I, I knew it was going to be a tough game going in there for you, but maybe didn't expect the result that happened. We'll put some of the results up on screen real quick and, and how you went through That was a real big stretch of absolute ass whoopings you kind of went on for a while there. You you won almost every game by at least more than a field goal. So would you think it was the turnaround going into the Buffalo Bills game as well that also hurt you against the Bengals?
1: Um, I don't know. Well, I mean, key injuries on defense didn't help losing the likes of Devin Bush, who... Everyone talks about the loss of Bud Dupree, but Devin Bush was huge because he's the he's the verbal communicator of the whole defense. And when you lose him, then the whole defense around him fell apart. So, yeah, I I know we only had one or two injuries, and other teams had like the Niners had hundreds, but they did have a big impact. And also, our offense just wasn't clicking from about week six or seven onwards. It was-
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think the Devin Bush loss would be too much given Minka Fitzpatrick and how he's, he's one of my favorite players for the Steelers as well, for the record, even though I am a little bit outspoken on how I feel about the Steelers. I think Minka Fitzpatrick is one of the best safeties in the league, if not the best right now. I remember when he joined your team last year, he just went on an absolute tear. So, um, coming into this next season, what are your guys' draft acquisitions? Because I know you don't really have a run game right now.
1: Um, well, Marquis Pouncy is just retired, so centre is obviously going to be a priority. Um, and I don't think we'll re-sign Villanueva, who's now a free agent. So I think left tackle will also be very high up in the draft. And the other, the other casualty who I don't see staying is James Connor. So again running backs going to be so those three positions will be very much probably our top three picks and you know you know as well as I do how well the Steelers draft at receiver so I think finding a replacement for Juju may not be as big a problem as we might consider
0: yeah because I was going to say I feel like you guys could have really benefited with a run game last year as great as Ben's been throughout his entire career, he has really sort of struggled this year to push the ball down the field. And I think if you could get a gashing rusher like you had with Le'Veon Bell, who can pick you up five, six yards, uh, a, uh, a, a a pos- <laughs> five, six yards a snap, and then potentially open up some bigger runs later on in the game. I think that would have really helped you guys down the stretch. Now, obviously, Big Ben wasn't really himself, but he still had what some would call an incredibly successful year 33 touchdowns, 10 picks, 3,803 yards. I mean, that's nothing to be
1: no, scoffed it's... at. It,
0: it, you know?
1: It's not one of those seasons where you think, oh, you should definitely retire off the back of it. It, it, it was all right. I, I just think it, the scheme did not work, and having to constantly throw, in our run game was throwing five or six yard passes. So that's never gonna that's never gonna be a success.
0: Yeah, I was I was about to say it, it didn't look like the same Big Ben. I know obviously he had the shoulder injury and stuff like that, and it, it sort of looked like he come back. Do you think his lack of training? kind of hurts him because he tells people the only training he does is yoga going fishing and drinking so so do you think maybe he should take it a bit more seriously given that he knows that his career is wrapping up now
1: i think that's a load of nonsense
0: (laughs) i don't need
1: to to say any more on that no that's rubbish.
0: no fair enough but uh the the you've got a lot of players that are potentially leaving in free agency coming up. And I think the big name on everyone's lips is Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, do you, do you think he stays or or do you think no. that's a guy you can afford to lose?
1: Um, well, the, the going rate for Juju will be somewhere around 15 million plus, And frankly, with the Steelers record of rece- um, drafting receivers, as I mentioned earlier, um, Oh blimey! Sorry, I <laughs> just see the breaking news about the Patriots. Jalen Mills. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> sorry, guys. You you got um the the breaking reaction of Jalen Mills. <laughs> I'm not supposed to swear, but holy shit, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> back to back to, <laughs> back to back to Juju Smith-Schuster.
1: Right. That's where we were meant to be. Uh, yeah. Oh,
0: and Matt Judon, by the way. Matt Judon just signed with the Patriots. Four-year, $56 million deal.
1: I can't remember the last time the Patriots spent this much on free agency. It's crazy.
0: This is Bill trying to prove a point. Because Brady went off and was uber successful. He's trying to prove a point and he's trying to prove people wrong, I think. Because we've never, never sort of spent this much money. But (laughs) yeah, but back to um Juju Smith-Schuster I know there's been a lot of talk especially from people who aren't Steelers fans people like myself who who felt like the logo dancing was disrespectful and ultimately led to being a distraction but how do you feel about him being being as he plays for your team
1: um hard to say I I think Juju is I don't know what the word is but not he's he's not taken as he is and um I think that the media have, as the media do, completely throw everything out. Oh, he's the next A, B, he's the one, he's the drama queen, all this, that, and the other. He's, he's not. It's. I think it's just inexperience, making stupid, doing stupid things that, I mean, he's 24, I'm 23, and I do stupid stuff like that, so it's, it's yeah, it, it just goes with the territory, and frankly, that... I don't know if it was Juju's fault, himself dancing on the logos constantly, but he really should have been told to stop weeks before he was. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's too much of an issue. And depending on where his next location is, because he won't be staying with the Steelers, depending on where he goes next, the, the head coach is going to be quite important.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you, would you like him to stay? Or do you feel like you guys have got enough talent with guys like uh, Claypool and Washington?
1: If cap space wasn't an issue, yes, I would like him to stay, but nah, not, 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 not given our record of receivers and the fact that we've got Claypool, Washington, and despite the number of drops, Deontay Johnson is still a good receiver, so...
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually a big fan of Deontay Johnson. I actually used to live in Toledo, Ohio as well. So I, I was sort of there when he was sort of his end of his tenure at the Rockets. I actually managed to see him play for Toledo and he's a very talented receiver who was on a very bad team in Toledo. Sorry to all my Rockets fans out there. You're a Mac school. You're not that great. Me and Freddie come from a position of privilege in this regard. We are LSU fans. We enjoy, let's not talk about last year, but we enjoy... The
1: year before. <laughs> yeah,
0: we enjoy mostly success as, as a top-level SEC school. Um, but but we got to talk about in the elephant in the room. Before we move on to the future and how you become a Steelers fan, we, we've got to talk about this play in particular. Oh no! <laughs> you, you know what this play is, right?
1: It's the one where Pouncey threw the ball three hundred yards over Ben's head. Yeah.
0: What What happened? Because it seems like you guys just fell apart from there. And I,
1: I got so much abuse after that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was <laughs> going to say, watching. like,
0: a lot of like, you know, Sean as well, who who who's one of my colleagues here at the Full Ten Yards.
1: Yeah, I know Sean.
0: He, I have never seen a man so excited over WhatsApp because he was the guy I was going to be texting this whole game as a guy who's, I'm good. I'm going to say it, Freddie, I I respect the hell out of you, but I am kind of anti Steelers to a point (laughs) and it is a little bit because of their fan base. I think you can understand that being a Steelers fan, you know how unbearable Pats fans are at times. And last year we were very quiet. Just, just, just to let that be known, we were very quiet last year, but we sort of, We saw the Steelers fall apart after that botched snap. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Cleveland. They played an amazing game. But do you you think that that snap was just the beginning of the end at that game?
1: Yeah, the game was over as soon as that happened. Because after that, Ben was chasing the game. And when he's chasing the game, he throws interceptions. And that's what we saw.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had, what, three on that game? And all of them (laughs) were very avoidable.
1: Yeah, four, four, four touchdowns and four picks.
0: Yeah, because the, the pocket held up reasonably well and you guys still made it a dogfight despite being down 28-0 at the half. You guys made it a dogfight, uh, which was actually surprising to a lot of people. We kind of felt like maybe the Steelers were just, uh, we fucked it, let's just you know re- regroup and come next year. But you guys really made that fight and I was actually really, really impressed with that. It was a great, great game at the end of the day. But yes, a sad way to go out of the playoffs. It was just unfortunate, I think, that everything happened the way it did to start the game off. And, you know, Kevin Stefanski, great coach. I know he wasn't there for this game, but Cleveland really, really capitalised on this. I think
1: think a lot of credit needs to go to the um, Browns O-line as well, because they're brilliant all season. And that, that was why they started winning games with Baker at the helm, because Baker wasn't being put under pressure, so he had time to make the correct throws.
0: Yeah, because Baker is a... People are going to probably hate on me for this, but I I think Baker is... I think he's just outside the top 10. He's on the precipice of becoming a great QB, but he needs support around him he's not uh, like certain qbs like a tom brady who can go out there and have a great season without yeah. a bunch of weapons around him but yeah all credit to the browns they really did um make that a tough game for the Steelers. They capitalised on every opportunity they got. And, and we've got to say fair play to them. Even other Steelers fans, I I know I've been following you on Twitter for a while. You're actually a level-headed Steelers fan. I think you would, <laughs> would tip your cap to them for that game, despite maybe some of the other bees and stuff being a little bit uh, upset at that game. But let's get into you and how you became a Steelers fan.
1: Well... Um, well, I think because as as I've said earlier, I was I'm only twenty three. So was it twenty thirteen season was when the um, the Steelers came over to London to play the Vikings, and um, I was only fifteen at the time. Didn't really know the sport. Thought, oh, I'll stick this on the telly. See what this is about. And then me being me, I'm if you don't if you don't know, I'm a Plymouth Argyle fan. So I like I like losing. Losing up the is greens, a up the greens. So whoever lost, I thought, oh, I'll pick them, and and the Steelers lost to the Vikings, and th- there we are. Years <laughs> later, years of pain later, it's still.
0: Uh, yeah, that's that's a hell of a story because m- m- my being a Patriots fan, it was I was from England, I picked New England. Like my friend <laughs> Ken, who we had on last week to talk about the Texans, he. Is a big fan of all things country music and the South of America, so he picked the Texans. But that—that that is a, a
1: yeah,
0: confusing Convent- story. That's yeah. an unconventional, sorry, way to pick a team. I think uh, d- did the color scheme play into it as well?
1: Um, well, if the color scheme pay- played into it, I would probably have ended up being a Packers fan, being playing in green, obviously, or, or yeah. the Jets. But then, who would want to be a Jets fan? But we'll see. Sure. For- see, I'm I'm even helping you here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not even Jets fans want to be Jets fans. Let's be honest <laughs> that's, here.
1: That's true. Um, no, but I think I think looking back now, you think well, the, the Steelers, the steel industry. We've got the UK is a, obviously a big steel industry as well, uh, particularly up north. But I'm a southerner. But <laughs> yeah, the yeah, I don't know. It, it, the, as as I've said to many other people, you don't pick the team. The pick the team picks you. So yeah.
0: Yeah, I was, I was going to say, it's always fun to see who people picked and the American fans don't get this, but when you go to a game in the UK, say you went to Viking Steelers, it wasn't a, a split of Vikings and Steelers fans. It is every team is represented. You will see a jersey from all 31 teams and then you'll still see jerseys from NFL, EU teams of, of days past and maybe even more recently XFL jerseys and stuff like that so it, it, it's interesting to go to one of those games especially when you see them on TV and you see that it's obviously almost a 50-50 split and by the way the Americans run their tickets for games so stupid it is not section seating just for the record it is not like when you go to a I'm going to use an American word here soccer game and it is an, a home stands and away stand. it is everyone's mixed in together. Trust me, it was a rough Super Bowl for me, sat around a bunch of Rams fans. Uh, I'll put it <laughs> that way. I was, you know, I'm a five foot nine English dude and everyone there was six foot two plus. I felt a little bit intimidated, but we won the game. So that's what matters. But yeah, it, it's it, it's great to see that in the UK that it is such a split. And do, do you have any early memories of the, like, the NFL before you got attached to a team? Or, or is that sort um... of your first memory, that game?
1: Not really. I mean, uh, up until that point, it was only. I think it was one Super Bowl before that. I can't even. It might have been the um, might have been the Ravens Niners game. I think was the year before. That was the game at the Superdome where the lights went out. But yeah, obviously that didn't that didn't ring too much. Otherwise, uh, yeah, because I ended up supporting the Ravens, nice big rivals. But
0: yeah. Uh, I was about to say that clearly didn't uh, stick with you too much since you went for the Ravens' rivals, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's interesting to see that you picked f- uh, from a losing perspective. Now, what are your sort of earliest memories of being a Steelers fan, e- either good or bad?
1: Um, oh, that the um, the Broncos game in the 2015 playoffs rings a bell when oh the, we had a fumble and then they went, yeah. That cost us the game. Oh, that was bad. And the the Jags, the Jags divisional game. And also, as you're a Patriots fan, I might as well mention it, the uh, Jesse James touchdown that wasn't a touchdown that should have been a touchdown.
0: I'm just going to say it, it wasn't a touchdown, <laughs> Freddie. I'm sorry to disagree with you, but his knee was down before the ball crossed the plane. I just have to... You know, we we don't go to the Super Bowl without that, so I've got to stick to my gu- <laughs> guns on been, that one.
1: We'd have been the number one seed, so, yeah. Who, who yeah. knows what would have happened?
0: It, it's funny how things play out like that, because obviously we still have iconic moments in the NFL that come down to... Uh, potentially poor rulings a thing like the des bryant catch uh, and stuff like that these are always hotly debated and you can always see arguments for both sides but being from different teams we obviously are (laughs) able to make brilliant arguments for either side of the debate but both of us knowing football as well as we do we can both make these arguments know the rule sets and i think sometimes we actually know the rules better than the refs given how some of these (laughs) some of these things play out but um do you, when do, so besides that first game do you have any more Steelers stories from going to Pittsburgh games
1: um no none at all I haven't I'm I haven't I've not been to any Steelers games over in the states I've never even been to the states so yeah oh. that that's something that I will enjoy in the future
0: well, if you do decide to come over, I am in Cincinnati, Ohio. I would recommend not wearing a Steelers jersey to a, a Bengals game unless it is Steelers Bengals. But it's always a great atmosphere down at Paul Brown. I'll actually tell you a story because everyone's listened to it. I think you'll be the most excited about it. But I actually met Joe Burrow at Paul Brown. I went down there with my girlfriend. We took, because it's like, it's like literally a 10 minute drive from her house. I uh, went down there to like take a walk across the river. Now, if you know, you simple brown there's a river right next to it that actually leads to kentucky which is why a lot of people from you know cleveland will say that cincinnati is northern kentucky and not southern ohio but we we went around and we noticed that there was a lot of cars in the parking at the stadium so had a little wander around my girlfriend didn't want me to trespass because there was literally an open gate that led out onto the field and, and i started walking through and she's like don't do that you'll get in trouble and apparently trespassing is a criminal offense here in the u.s so i, I, I didn't want to potentially lose my visa but <laughs> as we're walking around there's an overhang that overlooks the players car park and we noticed players coming out yeah and uh we sort of stuck around for a minute i saw like von bell came out t higgins i was like yo what's up yeah. just all like, the shout- rejects yeah shouted down to them this was actually <laughs> two days before the cleveland game now I shouted down to him. I was like, yo, go beat those Browns, whatever. And then Joe Burrow comes out and he's wearing a Ohio top because apparently he just, you know, he loves Ohio. He's from Ohio. So it he is, loves yeah. Ohio. And um, I shouted down, I'm wearing uh, an, a T-shirt with his face on it, right? It's the <laughs> it's the Smoking Joe T-shirt. Yeah,
1: I heard the one, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I have my LSU baseball cap on and I yelled out, I'm like, Joe, I fucking love you, man. Go Tigers. And he's like, appreciate <laughs> you, man. And I was like, can you sign something? And he was like, nah, man, COVID. I was like, shit. Oh, yeah. But yeah, uh, that, that is my one and only Joe Burrow story. But uh, it may, maybe uh, if you come over to watch a game, you can uh, potentially come meet him yourself. I think as an LSU fan, that'd be a dream come true for you. It, it he is, he was very nice considering. I shouted at him from a ledge. Uh, <laughs>
1: Depends if the Bengals start winning or not.
0: <laughs> I mean, look, man, if they get Panay all, it's game over, I think, for the rest of the league at this point. If you give Joe... We, we, we saw him last year. He probably has some of the best pool placement we've ever seen in a rookie. I mean, in terms of ball placement, he was up there with some of the best guys in the league last year. So uh, it'd be very, very interesting to see him with more than... 1.7 seconds to throw on average and not getting put on his back
1: five, I think the other, the other thing is that the Steelers have got TJ Watt I know we did have Bud Dupree but likely to be Alex Highsmith next season the Browns have got Miles Garrett and the Ravens always have a good defensive line in this division if you've got if you've got a bad defensive line you might as well give up and start next season
0: I mean yeah it's I, I, I felt apprehensive about him going out there I thought personally you shouldn't have, they shouldn't have put him out there that early we've seen how they should have just gone after a veteran quarterback no matter how good he was maybe a Ryan Fitzpatrick type yeah. to put him in there to eat the hits for most of the season and coach joe up because we know how good joe is we know how coachable he is we saw his ascension from what was very average first year at LSU to 60 touchdowns in a year so which is why I'm also hope, hoping Steelers can build their offensive line back up because clearly you're going to be in the quarterback market in the next year or two. And to draft someone, it would be very important to have an offensive line. No, you
1: know, not true. We're going with Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> no, we're not. I,
0: I well. mean, he wasn't bad at Ohio State. Uh, people forget he used a 50-touchdown season there.
1: That's not. I, I, I think, again, the problem with Dwayne Haskins is he went to the wrong team at the wrong time and Washington were in a right mess two years ago and it just didn't work out for him. And he kind of needs a place where he's got a bit of stability. He's got a a good coach and he can't get into too much trouble. Touch wood.
0: Well, I was about to say that actually does lead on to my next question and what the future holds for the Steelers. And let's just jump straight into the Dwayne Haskins thing. Do you think it would have been better for him to go to a team like the Steelers where discipline is, uh, enforced and and there is a culture of winning at the team rather than look I'm not disrespecting Riverboat Ron I think Ron Rivera is a great coach and I think he's a great man and I want to say congratulations to him last year on beating cancer that is a hell of an achievement when he rung that bell man that was so great to see but It may be not the greatest team for Dwayne Haskins to go to with all the problems that have gone on there. And I'm on record saying I think Dwayne Haskins is a total dickhead for going to a strip club without a mask when he's around a coach who is immunocompromised. But do you think the Steelers will give Dwayne Haskins that second chance to become a good quarterback because there is a level of discipline there and there is an established um, veteran quarterback there who has been to Super Bowls and won Super Bowls before?
1: Um. I, well, we'll have we'll have to wait and see. I've. I mean, he's going to be battling with Mason Rudolph for that QB two spot. So, we'll see who wins that out in um in training camp, and then then we might be able to see what happens. But th- think I think that's
0: probably a, a quite yeah. winnable battle. I don't think Mason Rudolph is the particularly. Uh, I mean, he's okay, but I don't think he's particularly good as a quarterback, and I don't think. <laughs> many Steelers fans are actually sold on him either, if, I, if I'm reading into this it's, correctly.
1: It's hard to tell because the few games he got when Ben went down, he played okay for a couple, then he had a Earl Thomas took him out with a nasty head injury then, and then he came back and wasn't the same player for the rest of the season. Um But he did play that Week 17 game against the Browns this last season and did play pretty well, so it's, it's hard to tell really. We, we think he's all right, but I don't think he's a long-term future or anything. But, I mean, I don't think we've really had enough of a chance to really test him.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, what was it, a second-round pickup for you guys? I felt like that was quite early and maybe Ben felt a little bit slighted by it because he he talked about how he was going to come out and be different and then obviously the injury happened which is unfortunate and that kind of gave Mason Rudolph the chance to go in there and try and prove himself but a guy I actually really liked for your team was Devlin Hodges now Ducky (laughs) was a lot of fun how how, the Steelers fan base seemed to sort of like rally around that guy though Do, do you remember how it was when Mason Rudolph first went down what were you feeling at that moment
1: well, I think when Ben went down, we thought our season was over, and then when Mason went down, we thought, "Oh, here we go." And then uh, Duck came in. We we didn't have any expectations at this point, so anything was a bonus. And Duck came in, and he kind of had a laugh with it, rather than, yeah, it, he he knows he's an undrafted free agent. He knows his ability, and we thought, of, you know, what it's like. It was almost an English bulldog spirit when you're a complete underdog. You you root for him completely, so. Yeah, I mean, he's gone to the Rams now. So,
0: Well, yeah, I was about to say, we've obviously seen some guys come into the league with no expectations uh, and kind of outshine anything you could have even placed on them. Look at Taylor Heineke this season when he went up against the Tampa Bay Bucks, 306 yards through the air, touchdown on the ground, touchdown through the air, only one pick. I mean, exceptional when that that was the team that shut down Patrick Mahomes only two, three weeks later. So I, I think... Uh, Devlin could have been a fun story if he could have broken through it it wouldn't have been the craziest thing that's happened do do you do you kind of miss Josh Dobbs a little bit because I thought he had a legit chance of taking over from Big Ben for a little bit
1: well Josh Dobbs came back last season so um but he's he's been the guy with the head with our with the headset on and going through plays with Ben and etc he's he's not good enough to play quarterback in the league but he's 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 a good coach so um I think I was, that would be his future.
0: I was gonna say he gave up an opportunity at NASA to, to sign with the Steelers when he first entered the league. So so he obviously obviously values you you guys highly, but obviously you probably pay a little bit more than NASA, I'm guessing, even for a backup quarterback role. <laughs> um, but let let's talk about some of the other weapons you guys are gonna need to pick up, but we'll stay on offense for now. Do you guys have do you think you're gonna just sort of go running back by committee this year? Or or do you think there's a big acquisition you're gonna try and pick up?
1: um well Steelers fans being Steelers fans want Najee Harris um but I I, my opinion is we need to go O line first round so um possibly take a later running back in the draft I'm not I'm, I don't know quite who at the moment but I'll need to study a bit more and see what we do we've got Benny Snell at the minute which is hardly hardly gonna <laughs> do anything particularly special and um I think we probably need Three three running backs like we've had in the last season. I I don't see Jalen Samuel staying, and um, Connor is almost certainly gone. So um, I suspect we will draft the running back and maybe even pick up a cheap vet. I know um, Adrian Peterson has talked about wanting to come to somewhere like Pittsburgh. So. Who knows what happens.
0: You think it would be a a good sort of acquisition, uh, someone like Adrian Peterson? We've got uh, James Conner up there on screen, but do you think it would be a good acquisition to have someone like... Adrian Peterson come in and a veteran who's been there done that who can maybe sort of train even if you bring in like an undrafted free agent running back we've seen those guys have successes before with guys like Philip Lindsay and uh, Raheem Mostert I think was actually undrafted so these guys can have success as they go on in the league
1: James Robinson as well
0: yeah James Robinson has been fantastic this year actually probably one of the uh, most standout offensive players this year in terms of overplaying uh it where he was picked up as an undrafted guy um do you think adrian peterson would be great to just get in cheap contract and will help develop those guys because he's seen it all in the league and is one of the best running backs to ever do it
1: yeah, i do and the one other thing that one issue i had with the particularly the Steelers receiver core last season was that we had um juju who's now 24. And he was the most experienced player receiver in our team because the others were um, James Washington, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, all second or third year guys. And frankly, we're we're kind of at at times it felt like there was a bit of a lack of leadership almost. I mean, yeah, we had Ben, but we can't always rely on Ben to He's got to pay quarterback. You've got you've got to have somebody out in the field to actually tell these other receivers what they should be doing. Yeah, so, and
0: obviously people have kind of spoke on, you know, maybe Ben not, to, not being held accountable by the coaches. But by all accounts, this year especially, he actually was a good leader. I know we've obviously seen the drama with him and AB and stuff like that in the past, but... I think he, he sort of learned from that and this season he he actually seemed to like lead people and, and we saw the conversations he had with I think it was Pouncey after the loss to the Browns where he he, he he apologized and he didn't need to apologize it was a tough game for every single person there and I think a lot of people thought that was the end of Big Ben actually there when they saw him sat there looking a little bit dejected and upset but were you were you glad to see him back because he He still brings that leadership to the rest of the team.
1: I was when they announced that Ben was extended for a year, I was absolutely desperate to check what the contract details were because that was the the be all and end all. And frankly, it's it's not that bad. I mean, he's he's got a big hit cap hit anyway. It was twenty one million cap hit anyway. And this year he's going to be earning fourteen million, which is for a starting quarterback, is nothing really, so I think I think it's worth giving you one more one more go I don't I don't frankly now we're talking about the future I don't see the Steelers doing too much this year because if you've had a look at our schedule we've got to go to Green Bay we've got to go to Minnesota we've got to go to Kansas City we've got to go to Buffalo I mean it's going to be a a real tough task to to make the playoffs
0: yeah, all, all teams who are looking to make a Super Bowl appearance next year as well there. You, you've you just named, I know, probably Kansas City going to have a little bit of trouble now. They've literally got Patrick Mahomes as the only person out there. It, oh, it's, it's so crazy. So go, going forward, obviously we saw Mike Tomlin's comments of, I don't want to ever lose enough games to pick up a guy like you when he met Chase Young do you think that the the team ownership and everything would maybe allow him to take a losing season if they knew it was a chance to rebuild and gain back some cap space or do you think there's too much pride in the organization given that they are one of the most winning franchises in an nfl history
1: um well, i don't we're not, the steelers are definitely not a team that would tank that's for that's for certain but whether we have like a 6 or t- 6 and 10 season and they say well look we've got I mean, the only team that's got more cap space than us next season is the Patriots at the moment. I think so. Well, that might have changed with all the coins on this evening. But
0: yeah, with Jalen Mills, Matthew Judon, Joe New Smith, Devon Godshaw, that that might be out of the window at this point. Yeah, we I think might the be cap- might be back uh, at
1: number one again. But um, yeah, I think it. I, it's hard to say what what really our expectations are for this coming season because. Naturally, this is this is going to be Ben's last year. That's that's almost a fact, I think. Um, we've we've still got good players. We are going to lose quite a few players in free agency. I mean, we've mentioned Juju, we've mentioned um, Bud Dupree, but there's also other key players such as um, Mike Hilton, um, Cam Sutton as well. They're they're two very important players. Um, Tyson, I never like to try his surname, but it's Aluwalu or I think that's right. Isn't but...
0: Joel Hayden as well up for renewal,
1: or is um, he still got, got one year left? So, but that he that...
0: He, he had my favourite soundbite of the whole entire year last year. I think everyone's familiar with the "I lift weights" clip.
1: <laughs> so, so <laughs> yeah, he,
0: he he's a fan favourite.
1: Um, he was a fan favourite of mine when he picked Tom Brady off.
0: I mean, if you pick off Tom Brady, that's that's a hell of a story. Even if you've come in for one play your entire life, if you manage to pick off Tom Brady, that's that that's the story. I'm pretty sure he's probably got that ball on his fireplace because he's a very talented player as well.
1: And that 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 back end of the 2018 season that summed up my time supporting the Steelers because the week before we'd just gone and lost to the um, the first year John Gruden Raiders. And then, the oh, God. Well, and then the following week we beat the Patriots at Heinz Field. That's just that's just how it's been.
0: Heinz right? Field is like a hallowed ground, though. It's hard to go in there and win games. I'm pretty sure... You, well, you as a Steelers fan know that. The Steelers are always exceptional at home. Uh, but we, we we will ask one question. Do you think they retire the number seven when Ben leaves? Um, And do you think he has more of a, uh, a sort of... more of a shot at being the biggest Steelers legend than maybe guys like Terry Bradshaw and Jack Lambert?
1: Uh, no, I, I don't I don't think they'll retire the jersey because they haven't retired any of the great names beforehand.
0: It's a good point. It's a good point. I was going to say, I, I know he bought you uh, two Super Bowls or whatever. I, I didn't know in Pittsburgh, I didn't know in Steelers fans how legendary he was to you. Obviously, Tom Brady, I mean, he's a, a different animal. But as a Patriots fan, seeing him now at the Bucks, it is painful because he, he was the franchise for a long time. It's... How how do you think Steelers fans are going to react when Big Ben retires?
1: All positive. Um, I, I don't know if we'll call him the greatest dealer of all time. That might well be, uh, I think, for the younger generation, it's probably Troy. King probably, King Troy, yeah. He He's absolutely adored in Pittsburgh, and I think the likes of um, Terry Bradshaw and the bus and many others. So he he's definitely up in the top top three or four players, but I wouldn't say he's the the best player the Steelers have ever had because the Steelers have had so many.
0: Yeah, it's it's just um, I think I think really he's just delivered so many iconic moments for you guys. I think maybe rose tinted glasses would make him a little bit, especially if you do have a down year once he's gone. N- nostalgia really gets people, and trust me, last year nostalgia <sighs> hit me like a ton of bricks watching Brady play in a different uniform. It it, it made me wish we were back in two thousand seventeen or whatever, but. Uh, Are there any other guys who are currently on the team who you see maybe stepping up and taking over that that role as the face of the team when Big Ben leaves?
1: Well, the obvious ones are, obviously, we've mentioned Minka and TJ Watt, who was absolutely robbed of the uh, Defensive Player of the Year, as he was the year before as well. I mean, Stefan Gilmore absolutely did not deserve to win Defensive Player of the Year.
0: Uh, I, can't, I, I can't agree with you on that one. I, I think Stefan Gilmore has been... And I, I think him winning that as well. We JC Jackson got snubbed for the Pro Bowl this year. So it was nice to see a Patriots player win something for once, which was a personal <laughs> accolade. But I think Stefan Gilmore thoroughly observed it. I, but I also think TJ Watt is probably one of the best defensive ends in the league right now, make no mistake. And I think that actually played into his brother not coming to the Steelers because... As much as JJ Watt has been one of the greatest players of all time at the position, I don't think he wanted to come to the Steelers and potentially be in his little brother's shadow.
1: And we haven't got 31 million over two years to throw at him either. And the, the thing is that JJ would have to replace somebody like Cam Haywood or Stephon Chewitt, and that, that's just not going to happen. So
0: Yeah, he, he's a, he's an ageing star with maybe, I think he's a 30-snap, a game guy at this point and I think he'll he'll fill that role perfectly in the Cardinals but it's interesting you mentioned TJ Watt because I think he is the guy realistically I know we everyone talks about Juju because we always see him on TikTok and, and social media and the logo dancing and stuff but a guy that should be talked about more as the face of the team I think you are correct is TJ Watt because I think right now he is probably the best player on the team
1: yeah he is without a doubt yeah he is
0: yeah, he did. Did you expect him to be this good? Obviously, we've seen what happened with Joey and Nick, but did you expect TJ to be almost better than his brother? I think at some points.
1: Um, I think we did very well because that twenty seventeen draft, we we had a very good draft. We had um TJ in the first round, Juju in the second, and James Connor in the third, which is pretty good, really. For I mean, James Connor's not been anything special, but for a third round running back, he was pretty decent. Um yeah, we had a good draft that year and I think it was pretty clear in the first few games that we had a pretty special player on our hands, so so yeah, I'm I'm not entirely surprised how he's developed.
0: Yeah, he, he you know, I think he's almost eclipsed his eclipsed his brother in terms of talent. I mean, I, I know they play slightly differently or whatever, but he just seems to have more of a physical edge than his brother, but also we're comparing two guys who are, are, are death, definitely a few years apart in terms of wear and tear and stuff. But do you, was it a feel good story as well when Derek Watt came to town to play with his brother?
1: Um, Yes, yes, and no. I mean, I think initially we were all quite excited to see Derek Watt, but we didn't utilize him as fullback whatsoever last season. It was, I've, well, I've moaned so many times about Randy Fickner that people who follow me would be bored to death. But thankfully, we haven't got Randy Fickner in the uh, building this season so um hopefully we might see a bit more of Derek Watt
0: yeah I think full, fullbacks are really underutilized in this league obviously we've seen you know guys like um Kyle Juszczyk, uh, and and at the Patriots saw guys like James Devlin who who play the fullback role brilliantly and we've never really seen a fullback get the shine since maybe even Mike Allstott at this point and, and even Peyton Hillis. I know he's technically a running back, but he started his career as a fullback coming out of Arkansas. Do you, do you think that is, I mean, the Steelers are known for that hard running style. Do you, do you think if you use that Derek, that bring back that hard nose grinding Pittsburgh football style that you could potentially pick up a few more wins next
1: year? Well, we need to do something to address the run game. I think Derek will be a part of it, as well as a few new pieces on the aging offensive line. I mean, it's, it was pretty clear going back to our offensive line woes that the likes of Pouncy was was past it. I, I hate to say it because I lo- I love Pouncy; he's one of my favourite players. So, uh, but yeah, was, he's was...
0: incredibly talented. Let's let's make no mistake; he's one of the best to ever do it at his position.
1: But it was pretty clear that last year was his final year um and even even, um oh this is really bad he and he we yeah if even the likes of matt filer came in and he underperformed we lost zach banner in the first week at the giants which was a big blow and the o-line just yeah it didn't perform and that that was i think the o-line and the offensive coordinator were far bigger to blame than steelers fans blaming ben
0: yeah, I, I, I think that's the problem as well. A lot of responsibility does fall to the quarterback despite, you know, d- certain offensive line troubles they have. I remember
1: a couple Unless of years ago. Patrick
0: that dude I I <laughs> even know, man. The best throw of that game was an incompletion. I, I just <laughs> it it doesn't make sense to me how we you all know the pass I'm talking about that bounced off Tyree he Kill's helmet. it made no sense to me how he throws that. Because you know I coach, so I coach quarterbacks from time to time, and I teach mechanics. I'm very good at teaching mechanics, but it's hard to – you can't throw without setting your feet. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, obviously, I teach quarterbacks how to set feet, turn hips, turn arms. Everything needs to be perfect. And he made a ridiculously accurate throw with no feet on the ground. His hips didn't swing because they couldn't. He just –
1: no. Pure no answering. contact with the ground at all I, I, I haven't got a clue how we did it
0: i know he's like he grew up uh around baseball his dad's a professional baseball player but still it just defies physics in my mind especially for it to be that accurate which is like we talk about guys like carson wentz their problems with the accuracy is because the way they set the feet turns out patrick Mahomes doesn't even need feet no. to be this accurate <laughs> it, it's so crazy but um as as we get on towards sort of the end of our chat here what 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 are your expectations for the steelers in future maybe not in terms of um who you're going to sign and stuff like that non specific names or whatever but what are your sort of outlook for the next 5 years
1: Ooh, that's, that's so much what I mean the problem with the NFL is you can't really predict what's going to happen next week let alone 5 years time. Um I think it's just going to be I know the Steelers say they don't want to rebuild but we are going through a rebuild phase particularly on our offense at the moment. Um I I think this coming season if we if we make the playoffs great if we don't is it the end of the world maybe not. I know this is Ben's last year I But we are losing pieces and we haven't got the cap space to particularly replace them so i think we'd struggle to be a to be a challenger as such that's just being realistic um i think beyond that i know we have got a lot of cap space beyond this season but that's because we're losing every player seems to be out of contract so um i don't know it's it's hard to tell where we are and what we're not big spenders in free agency so and that would be even if we had the same amount of cap space that the Patriots has had. So I don't, I don't really, I think, I think things will get worse before they get better.
0: Which is why I need to ask the question, rebuild or reload. It's a hard question to answer. I know this is a tough one to just spring on you like that, but I
1: rebuild the offense and reload the defense.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's a, that's a diplomatic answer as well. But yeah, I, I think you've got a very good defence that I think got you out of trouble a lot of times last year with some of the turnovers and stuff they created. So uh, I think even a, a mildly competent at this point could do to the playoffs at least throughout the course of a regular season. I mean, even if you did miss Big Ben, you only need a quarterback who can manage a game correctly we we saw that with the washington football team although the record that wasn't that great they only really had game managing quarterbacks as the year go on we obviously see here comeback player of the year year, alex smith and great cleats there as well on your man um yeah, it, 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 I think you guys, once Big Ben is gone, you maybe don't need a Hall of Fame quarterback right away. You need a game manager who's going to keep you in games and maybe allow you to build some pieces around him while you look for a permanent replacement. Obviously, there's going to be a few guys in the next few years coming up for contract renewals. So, uh, you know, you could even trade for someone, which is why, why I thought the uh, Deshaun Watson talk was a little bit crazy for teams with no cap. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it it it's been an exciting off season so far. I'm my phone's pinging off the hook about Patriots stuff right now as well. Just I'm in a Patriots group chat. I'm actually 300 messages since we started <laughs> this recording. So it, it's actually crazy how much is going on in the off season. Are there any off season moves you see the Steelers making besides maybe restructuring some contracts to save cap, or or do you think they're going to wait to the draft to add some new talent?
1: Um, well, the Steelers will do what the Steelers always do and find very very cheap players on very small contracts and actually do quite well with with them I, I mean there's charts out there that say that traditionally the Steelers are the lowest spenders and tend to get the most out of those low spenders where the big spenders like the Jets always seem to fall apart so yeah i i couldn't name names because every time i try to predict who the Steelers signed in free agency we go and sign somebody completely different so
0: yeah well, I, I was going to say you managed to grab a guy like AB in a late round and he, he turned out to be, you know, one of the best receivers we've seen in recent memory. So it, the Steelers do have a knack for picking up talent. We, we, that's that's an undeniable fact. I mean, even Deontay Johnson maybe wasn't widely as scouted as he could have been and, and where you picked him up and what school you picked him up from. He's actually probably outshone himself a little bit in, t- in terms of expectation. Uh, but yeah, the you know, I'm looking forward to see what the Steelers bring next season. I, I root against them a lot, as you well know. You've probably seen my tweets on game day, but it's nice to sit down and have a chat with a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and kind of see how things are on your side of of the fence here. And you know, I, I do wish the Steelers the best in future. It's one thing, I'll never do is is wish players to have bad careers or whatever. I'd like to see everyone succeed. I mean, look—the um, uh, the bottom row of this overlay is filled with some of the greatest people who've been told they would never achieve anything and gone on to achieve greatness. We see Joe Burrow, you know, OSU transfer, Tom Brady, a sixth round draft pick, Julian Edelman, uh, uh, a college quarterback turned wide receiver, and Stefan Gilmore, a Bills reject. So, so I love to see players go on and do better than they have been predicted. But yeah, thank you very much for coming on today, Freddie. Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug?
1: Um, uh, well, I, I could, but <laughs> oh, go on. I will. Um, yeah, I will. I run a, a Facebook group called, um, NFL UK fans group. So, uh, if anyone would like to join that, then feel free.
0: Get over there and follow him guys. And on the screen, you see his Twitter handle, Freddie Harper, DAV. Uh, Yeah, uh, from me, just follow me on Twitter. You can see me arguing with Buckeyes fans. And also the draft guide is out now. Guys, if you want to go and pick that up, it's a great pickup. Honestly, no one else in the UK football game is doing what we are doing right now. So once you pick up this draft guide, make sure you give me a message. Let me know you got hold of it and let me know what you think. But that is all from me and that is all from Freddie. We will see you guys in the next one.
1: Kick it and go, kick it and kick it and go Who's the forms, they moves in zones Go, stop the sideline, the touchdown I put on